Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 5, Episode 4, titled Black Swan. Why gotta be black? My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one pugnacious co-host. From the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Please say... You pussy mouth motherfucker. <laughs> to Taylor, the latte boy. Did you have any clue what I was going to... Did you know what I was going to... No! No, because it, it wasn't until I was watching Untucked that I thought... I wonder what quote is that? That one completely, I completely forgot about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that was awesome. RuPaul's mom talking to Taylor Lossie Boy. How are you doing, my friend? How are you doing, my pal? I'm doing all right, my buddy. You know, my I captain. Had, oh, captain, my captain. I had, thought, I had thought about, um, we, everyone should know, Taylor and I just did a 20-minute talk about Disney parks. And I was going to do it on the show. I'm like, you know what? We talked between me and Daniel. You know, and then me and you, we talk so much. We, we it's like we're doing a Disney Park recap show on this, yeah. Channel, so yeah. I, I didn't bore the audience with that. But how have you been? You know, uh, you've been you've been all over the world lately on a whirlwind tour of the world. You went to um, Namibia. You went to Greece. Uh, what tell us about what's going on in the far corners of this planet? Well, um. Not a lot, Joe. <laughs> and I, I'm go. I am going to a training tomorrow that I'm very, very excited about. Oh, tra- is, a training for what? Uh, a training for work. I am going to a class, an eight or is it eight? No, I get six hours. I get six hours of continuing education, and it's out at a resort out on the beach, mm-hmm. and it is all about. Um, it's all about cognitive behavioral therapy. So, which is kind of what I tend to do anyway, but it's sort of, I want to have a refresher course and I want to really kind of get like in, like get, get dirty with CBT mm-hmm. and which uh, just some of our listeners, CBT stands for something completely different, but, uh, and just really want to kind of hone my, hone my skills a little bit for my clients. Now I have a question for you actually. Sure. So there's a chance that my boyfriend might be in for a thing he's going to do, a project he's going to do in New Orleans, wrapping the project up in August, around okay. the, around the time of the big Pride 48 Expo, which has, for the past few years, been in New Orleans. Correct? Yes. Okay? Yes. And I told him, I go, oh, that's so funny. I go, Pride 48 is in New Orleans in August. And he was like, oh, we should go. You should come visit me. We'll go to Pride 48. And I was like, I, but I go, here's why, though. Here's why. Because he was mm-hmm. like, is everyone going to just love you there? And I go, <laughs> I got well... to tell you something. I go, Taylor will be nice to me, and so will people on his show. And Adam Burns. Fatty would be nice to you. Fatty would be nice to me. And if Joseph L. Buhecker goes next year, these are pizza, by the way, everyone listen, these are Pride 48. Pride 48 is a network of gay shows. Adam calls it a community of gay podcasts. A community yes. of gay podcasts. And every year they have a big uh, expo in New Orleans, Louisiana, yeah. around August. And. Uh, Used and to I, be Las Vegas. That's where I met Joe. Used to be Las Vegas. That's where Taylor and I met. And uh, I just don't, I don't know. I think people don't like me there. And I don't know why. Why do you think, I, I, I've actually, I don't care, but I've racked my brain thinking, but why? Why? Because, you know, I was talking to um, my friend Adam Burns about it on our show Throwing Down. Mm-hmm. And he said that a person he would not name warned him about me to watch out for me. That I uh, that I'm not a good person to do things with, and that I will one day I will stab him in the back. Why do? You, where does that mean? It like recently? Yeah, yeah. Somebody recently. warned him. Everyone should know. Yeah, yeah. Recently, every, everyone should know. We're recording this in October of uh, 2019. You're hearing this in the summer of 2020, though. I. Wow, who would have said that? Oh, I think I know exactly who it is. Somebody. He Cabbage said feet. Not, he said it's not a. <laughs> it, it said he said it's not a podcaster. I'm I'm gonna type it to you in Hangouts. Everyone, know we talk in Hangouts. This is my guess. Okay. Adam would not. I mean, I'm being honest. Adam would not oh, tell so me this who is it your is. Guess. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam would not tell me who okay. it is. So this is purely 100 percent um, conjecture. 
I um, think that there were okay. That makes sense. Um, I think that, and that person is a podcaster, by the way. Yeah, Adam um, said he didn't know. Okay, I think that you started off. Mm-hmm. You started off with beloved. Pride 48, former Pride 48 member, Mike Lawson. Yeah. Who was kind of seen as this darling mm-hmm. of, and you busted his balls a lot. Mm-hmm. Not sure why I just had a Peter Brady moment there. Um, but everyone, you, you uh, beca- Taylor's going through puberty. Yes. Much yes. of my boyfriend. So I think that you, you know, when you start off that way and you also kind of built on that, i.e., when you went to the one Pride 48. Um, and gave Adam a hard time about his about his melon porn mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. You were kind of, you're seen as a ball buster, and that makes people uncomfortable. As we have talked about on the show, you made me uncomfortable when when I first started listening to Catching Up. Mm-hmm. But then I got to know you, and I love you. So, mm-hmm. and I think that some people can't seem to get past that because it triggers them for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and they don't want. They don't want to give you that opportunity. Now, you've also, you know, made sure there have been some people that that bridge is never going to be rebuilt because you yeah. burned that shit down. Mm-hmm. But whatever. I mean, I think that there would be enough people there that would be excited to see you. Yeah. That. Well, also, I don't have to go to the expo. You guys can just come see me at a undisclosed location. I think you should come to the expo. I think I should, too. You know what, Taylor? I will. And we will do a show. And there's nothing there they go. can do about it. There you go. At that point, at that point, there'll maybe that'll be when Drag Race celebrity, re, you know, oh, we could yeah, do a celebrity yeah, yeah. recap or something, and you and I could do a live one. Yeah. On the air. Wait, Aiden's here. What are you doing for Halloween? I don't care if Aiden's there. Uh, okay. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, that'll go over well. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing for Halloween, there, Taylor? Not a goddamn thing. Oh, um, really? Do you, do you give out candy? We bought candy this year. So that we could, in case we haven't been home in our house for Halloween, it's got to be seven or eight years. We always go to the Huffington's. Why? Yeah, because they always had more kids and Mm -hmm. they had, um, we we don't know that we ever get kids or not. So we bought a huge bag of candy and my husband has been begging me to open it all week. And I keep telling him Yeah, he has. Yes, he has. (laughs) Let me ask you a question. I'm sorry. This reminded me of this. And, and this is a serious question, okay? Okay. Have you, oh God. I think you're going to get really mad when I ask this question, but I think everybody in, in the active not media world is dying to know this. Have you ever bent over and spread your cheeks in front of Babalu? Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, we have sex, and occasionally I kind of have to help him get in there. No, 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 no. Okay, wait, okay, wait. Hold on. I have so many questions. I have so many questions. Okay, wait. I'm you talking mean like, like th- there's something wrong. I need you to look at this? No, 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 no. Like, he's in the other room. Okay, let me ask you this question. Let me rephrase the question in a more open way. Okay. What is the... Okay. Bob is in the other room. Okay? Okay. Bob Alou. And yeah. you're like, you know what? I want that Cuban cigar inside of me. Okay? <laughs> Okay. Have you ever been like what is what have you done to seduce him when he's been in the other room where you're like I'm gonna I'm gonna just basically give my you know like like a cat like oh I just ca- I just call him into the room oh is there a way you call in, him get, get get in here I need I need I need you for something <gasps> and oh, then really? I'm usually all like just stroking that cock no you're not <laughs> no is that true yeah oh my god oh my god oh, oh yeah. really. Yeah, because, no, that's, I, here's that's why I'm asking. Kind of here's why I'm asking. And, uh, here's what you're asking. Okay, yeah, I, I, okay. So if you're talking about it in the way of where he comes in the room and I'm presenting, like where he could like put a flashlight up. No, I've never done that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're presenting. No, I'm not presenting in that way. Oh, no. oh, okay. Because here's the deal. Oh, I'm I'm lucky right now. Aiden still can't listen. He can just tweet. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, he can just text. My boyfriend is in the um, chat room. So before he gets in here, uh huh, is <laughs> you better hurry because yeah, I know, I know. Humble, <laughs> humble's making give me a like. Wait, hold on for a second. Humble, slow down. <laughs> wait, hold on for a second. Hold on. <laughs> what? 
Okay. Taylor, as you know, my boyfriend is coming uh-huh. to town this week. Uh-huh. Right? How do I very subtly... and Okay, I'm not going to spread my ass cheeks in the air. Uh-huh. Right? How do I present my... How do I do it? Like, how do I go like, oh, yeah, Aiden, I'm in the mood. Well, I would, I would probably the way the way that we kind of do it, as far as that is, I usually we kind of do big spoon, little spoon. Uh-huh. Like even if like we're like kissing and stuff, I'll kind of just sort of, kind of like become little spoon, uh-huh. and then at various, but then I kind of just sort of grind up on it, and then he knows that it's that it's it's you know he's it take a clear for takeoff kind mm-hmm. of thing, um, because. Here's what's funny is she doesn't know Disneyland at all, right? Okay. So she was saying like, oh, can we hook up at Disneyland? I'm like, no, 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 no. 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 I'm all, how, how do you guys feel about holding hands at Disneyland? Um, we tend to not do it, uh, but we're also not super affectionate outside of mm-hmm. the house. You know, we're very affectionate where we, we like hold hands and we do this weird thing kind of where we hold, <laughs> it's going to say weird, but we we don't hold feet, but we like if we're both like, sitting on the couch, we're like, I kind of hook my ankle behind mm-hmm. the back of his ankle. Like we'll kind of do that, mm-hmm. you know, and not like actually touch feet because that's weird. I don't want anybody touching my feet, but we kind of do that. Um, but you as far anyone, as holding wait, hands. Wait, 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 I, wait, 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 I, I don't want anyone touching I, your feet. I want to go, go there. What do you mean you don't want anyone touching your feet? I have gross feet. What's I have it? I have super gross cracked cracked heels like bad like I have fungus under a couple of my toenails like my feet uh-huh. are gross okay my feet are really gross okay um but I will say this I have seen more and more people willing more and more gay couples willing to hold hands at Disney parks and it's actually it's pretty nice what about uh, so, on gay days do you feel comfortable on gay days holding hands we have done it in gay days however it is super hot mm-hmm. <laughs> and then skin on skin equals sweat and yeah. I that that's we usually hold hands for a couple of minutes then we're both like your hands wet I don't want to I don't want to hold you we've been together that long where we're like oh my god get off me kind of thing and it's yeah, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah, sort yeah. of how we do it I think we'll for sure hold hands on the rides you know, like, oh, no, at- we definitely like in Haunted Mansion and stuff. We kind of usually because Haunted Mansion is also, again, much like my butthole, a tight fit for the two of us on the on the dune buggies uh-huh. that we usually kind of, you know, usually there's a little kiss or we like, you know, hand on the knee or anything. But they, I know for a fact they have cameras oh, all yeah. over that. So there's no yeah. there's never going to be a handy or a blowsy and gozy or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's just, you know, little little, you know, PDA in the dark. And then you're then you're off to off to go ride the next ride yeah yeah. and then maybe go do an attraction at disney hey hey all right this week rupaul wears an afro and the girls have a soul train style dance-off for the main challenge the girls perform in a ballet patterned after the life of rupaul charles J. Joe lee is hurt that her two best friends saved her for last before picking her coco casts her arch enemy Alyssa edwards as her enemy on stage some of the girls struggle to learn the choreography honey was sent back to africa and Alyssa wishes her dad was more supportive on the main stage the girls are asked who should go home and Alyssa's the only only one that says Jade. Later, Alyssa was named the winner of the challenge, while Vivian and Honey were placed in the bottom two. After a lip-sync battle for their lives, for the first time in Drag Race history, both Vivian Panay and Honey Mahogany were asked to sashay away. Taylor Vellante Boy named two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. I would say the two things that I liked about the episode was I loved the idea of the double elimination. We hadn't seen that before. And the genuine shock of everybody... I remember when that happened, how shocked everybody was, Mm -hmm. let alone also all of the girls in the back. I thought that that and that Rue seemed a little bit more willing to be ballsy and just say neither one of you brought it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that that you're I think she says something along the lines of you don't have you're not showing me the fire that it takes to show that you want to stay in this competition. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, I I know that we have we're, we're hot and cold on him, but Travis Wall as a choreographer I'm not as, and my crack, him. I feel like there have been once or twice that we were not big fans of his. I know that we really liked him in All Stars or whatever the last season was that he he was on. Um, just when you compare him to 
Joe's favorite, Todrick Hall. Oh, this horrible. T- no, no. <laughs> Canceled. It's just it's it's so nice to see. Like he was slightly shady this time. There was a couple of like little shade rattles, but there wasn't anything, you know, terrible. That plat plus that Nick Nick oh, the Lorenzi Italian one. Yeah, he yes. No, I was definitely looking up shirtless pictures of him oh, on she my phone while it. he was. Yeah. Super, super cute. Let's, so. let's talk about this right now. I'm going to pause you there right for a second. Let's talk about this okay. right now because there's no other way to talk about it. Travis Wall, are we liking this, not liking this? What's your opinion? Do I think he's cute? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. He's he's very cute. He reminds me, though, I know that he, um, the littlest Huffington, mm-hmm. who is the daughter of my co-host, Don Potas, my co-pilot, has actually danced with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever I see him, I kind of picture this is when she was like 14 or 15 and she was just like one of those little dance girls. And, and so I kind of see him in that light. Mm-hmm. I don't see him as an adult as much as I, you know, did the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely, he's definitely cute. I mean, you know, if a sex tape were ever released, I would watch it. Here's the problem. Two basic white guy, thin lips. I don't like the thin lips. Oh, see, and I didn't think he had really thin lips. I thought he had, I thought his lips were, he was definitely pouting a little bit more when he was on the judges panel. He had that, like, Neil Patrick Harris, uh, I have no lips, like, ugh, don't like it. Mm-mm. Like Aaron Schock, the con- the disgraced congressman. Oh, God, he does kind of look like Aaron Schock. Yeah. But, then again, but then again, with Aaron Schock, if Aaron Schock, if the sex tape got released, I would watch that too. I would watch it out of curiosity, but he doesn't do it for me. Now, the Italian friend, Nick, uh, Nick Le- Nick uh, <laughs> he got your gugagalios. Yeah, <laughs> is that is? Have you ever heard that phrase before? No. Whenever I was little, mm-hmm. and we would Let's ask be honest, my dad, was never true. What? Huh? Nothing. Go ahead. Whenever I was little, and we would ask my dad what he was making for dinner, what we had for dinner, he would always say, no matter what it was, "Got your it was just like a, it was like a silly word that he would say, and I I haven't said that word, I haven't heard that word in probably twenty years. So that that just that just made me smile a little bit. All right, very good. Everyone should know Taylor's father passed away. Yeah, it'll be five years in December. <gasps> yeah, which is weird because I years. knew you. You did know me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Nick Lazar. Nick Lazarini. Yeah, that's his name. Anyway, I would do the Italian one. Not, I'm not into the travel, but I will say this: liked him as a choreographer. Okay, if you had to do one, um, Travis Wall or Todrick Hall. Oh, Travis Wall. Would... <laughs> I, and it has nothing to do with physical appearance. This Todrick Hall, what a horrible human being this Todrick Hall yeah, is. Yeah, this last week, I mean, again, we're taping this in October, but lots of shit has come out about Todrick Hall this week that. I I don't know how he's going to come back from this. Oh, he he's he's had worse shit. He's 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 allegedly cheated people before. No, I know, but it seems like it is much more it is it is much more out in the open yeah. than it was. I mean, you know, you and I have heard things and you've told me things yeah. that that you've told me things that if they ever come to light, then mm-hmm. he's done. Yeah. All right, Taylor, what else, what other things did you like? Um, well, I said the Tadra call. I like the double elimination. The thing I did not like was mm-hmm. Vivian Pinay's poor attitude. Like oh, just yeah. this sour. She was just so sour. She wasn't, she wasn't fun to watch. She wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, there was, ugh. no, didn't like it. No, no. How I, about you? It, well, before we go there, she said also, I, cause I don't know if I'll address this at the end. She said, that she is the fishiest queen that's ever been on the show, on the show, and in future seasons. And I was like, oh, yeah. bitch, you never heard of the next season, Courtney Act, or Blair. I think Blair, I mean, I think Blair's the fishiest girl that's ever been on the show. Uh, yeah, Blair is, I think if, if you held Vivian, Courtney, and Blair up, Blair probably would get the gold, Courtney the silver, and Vivian fifth or sixth place yeah <laughs> i mean vivian vivian is beautiful i when we get we get to the look i did not like her look but mm-hmm. i thought from the neck up i thought she looked beautiful she looked great mm-hmm. um where but, do you put farah uh, yeah, in this where do you put farah in all this i would say farah is fishier than vivian yeah yeah 
That's true. I would definitely say that. I'm I'm trying to go through real quick, go through everybody of each season. Um, I would even say Violet is fishier than Vivian. Okay. All right. All right. I'll go with that. Yeah. Um, Haley's mom says little Kenya Michaels, the midget. <laughs> You're not supposed to use that word anymore. Um, I, yeah, I guess. I mean, Kenya. Well, Kenya was. Well, Kenya was before her, though, right? Kenya was season yeah. three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but she said uh, of any time. But I, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Na- uh, Nasha, Nasha was kind of fishy too. Nasha Lopez, Luke is saying that. I think that you're talking about in the chat room. Uh, Nasha Lopez, I uh, she's still like a pretty man in a dress. I would, I, I if I saw, uh, well, I have seen Nasha in. She said one year at the finale, I sat in the row behind where, like, if you go off the stage or go on, or you're about to go on the stage, I sat behind that row, right, right behind. Yeah. So Nasha sat right in front of me because she was about to go on stage or off stage or whatever. And uh, she looks like a pretty man in a dress, but she still looks like a man in a dress. You know? Okay. But I'm, I'm super close, so who knows? Anyway, two things I liked about the episode. One, um, I actually think that everyone, for the most part, did an okay job on the dancing. Like, look, some of them aren't professional trained dancers, but no one yeah. was sloppy, messy, you know, like falling down or anything like that. Uh, we've seen way worse. It um, wasn't It wasn't poor BB trying to kick her legs up no no <laughs> yeah it wasn't finale, yeah, yeah it wasn't yeah in the all-stars uh three finale bb trying to kick her legs up. you're right it wasn't that another thing i liked about the episode is um you know i like i think i've said this before but this has always been my cop out i like well oh no 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 that's the thing i don't like i'm gonna say the other thing i liked about the episode was that they didn't focus too much on Alyssa and coco i uh, yes Yes, I figured we would have a lengthier discussion yeah. about that when it came to picking teams and stuff. Yeah. And then the thing I didn't like, I was had so many things I was going to say is, and you're going to be shocked when I sell you. So you're going to be, Taylor, I hope you're sitting down. <laughs> I am now. The way they sped through this runway. <laughs> I forgot they used yeah. to do that. <laughs> I was going to do scores, and eventually I'm just like, ah, I'm just going to write down the names of the ones that I like and the ones that I didn't like. Yeah, 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 just... because yeah, everyone should know, it literally was like Ivy Winters, Lanasia Sparks, Alaska, J. Jolie, Alyssa, Detox, Coco, Honey. And you're like, whoa, well, hold on. <laughs> yeah, was... no. The, the way you, I make sense you like that, but I was not, I, I did not like no, that. No, I said I didn't I, like I also... it. That was the one thing I didn't like. Oh, you didn't like it? No, I didn't like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why didn't you like that for somebody I, who doesn't because, like Because, hold on for a second, motherfucker. I've said this before. <laughs> I like looking at the looks on television. I just don't like talking about them on a podcast. This okay. is an audio medium, a visual yeah. medium. And so it's like... And also, I, I, I have been thinking, and maybe Haley might want to, uh, one of our listeners, one of our big listeners, one of our important listeners, Haley, she might want to apply for this gig. I'm thinking of just paying someone who, after the episode airs, writes me like the one or two sentence description of what they're wearing. Okay. Does that make sense? And that way, because I don't know what the fuck a pencil skirt is or an A-line skirt is or what a blah, blah is or a this, that. But I would just read it. I wouldn't know what I was saying. Right? Okay. Well, I know some of the stuff. Oh, the, okay. All right. Never mind. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. No, you could comment on it. It was just, I just want to be able to go like, all right, next down the runway, Ivy Winters is wearing a pink blah, blah, blah. What do you think about that, Taylor? That's what I want to do. Okay. All right. That's fine. Haley's mom has a degree in fashion. Yeah. I, th- I think you picked the wrong scans for that. <laughs> well, no, they could both do it. No, I know. They could totally both do it. I love that Haley's mom is able to uh, listen at all. Aiden, Aiden's there. Or did Aiden leave? No, he's and then he also texting me. So I'm turning my phone over. Um, okay. Aiden, what, what were we talking about? So I got distracted. I turned my phone over. I'm not gonna look at it. We were talking about Haley and Haley's mom. 
being the ones to do give you the one or two. They should. They live together. They should do it. Okay. You know what? If that makes you where you enjoy, and maybe you will learn something along the way when they talk about, you know, epaulets or they talk about um, uh, rouging or something like that. When you hear that, then you'll go, oh, that's what they're talking about. So then you'll know about you'll 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 know what they're talking about yeah that's what natalie was always good at but natalie's so moody she doesn't want to be on the show i don't care if she hears this (laughs) (laughs) fuck her (laughs) yeah whatever all right after monica's elimination coco was sad to see monica go home but she learned a big lesson she needs to be more focused and take her mind off Alyssa. vivian was frightened during the critiques and thought she was going to pull a willem and throw up she knows that she has to step her pussy up if she wants to stay in the competition but vivian also feels roxy andrews overpowered her and that roxy is an attention whore vivian wants to see roxy go home taylor your thoughts on this cold open the one note that I had on the cold open was Vivian's statement. I think she's an attention whore. Yeah. And all I wrote under it was she's a drag queen. <laughs> she's a drag queen on a drag competition show. Right. Yeah. That She's a pageant drag queen. Mm-hmm. That's what she does like pretty much for a living. Yeah. So my thought was, if you don't know, that's, you know, girl, you are in the wrong game. If you don't yeah. think that that's what they're all here for. Now, if I'm not mistaken, isn't there allegedly some drama? And I'm sure some of our chat room experts here will back me up. I believe there's also controversy since the show with this Vivian Panay allegedly, I think, having to do with wigs. I think she makes wigs and there's like drama with her and wigs. I thought that was Serena Chacha. No, no, I think it's Vivian. Vivian Panay. does wigs as well. I think it's Vivian Panay and there's some sort of like Disney princess. Thank you, Humble Pie. The Disney princess drama. She's she's known in like the Disney princess. You know, people who cosplay. Yeah. As Disney princesses, she sells wigs that are like, it might be, you know, Elsa from Frozen, I think is one of her big wigs that she sells. Or all this other stuff. And then people who've bought them have come for her and been like, I paid, you know, a lot of money for this wig. And it's a piece of shit, or like it's late. There's all this drama with it. Uh, And I don't know how true it is, but she's constantly in some sort of drama with the wigs and making them and the princess and the frozen and the, the, you know, the wigs. And it's a whole thing. Anyway, so Vivian Panay, maybe she needs to to take a hard look at the woman in the mirror. Um, You know, there's also some foreshadowing here about with J. Jolie. The, the, The edits are so heavy here in that J. Jolie is like, Coco's my friend. I don't want to see her go. And you're like, oh, yeah. She's not <laughs> that's, that's, that fi- wasn't a good. Yeah, in five minutes, she's not going to pick you for the team. You're going to cry. Now, also, now, Taylor, I know you're very concerned about um, you, you, you've talked in the past about on season five, you don't like bullies and Roxy's behavior starts to trouble you. Do you believe that this is the beginning of of the edit for Roxy Andrews. I have that as the last thing, one of the last things that I wrote, which is the turning of Roxy Andrews. I said, when we started the season, I feel like for somebody who seemed very sweet, whether it was fake or whether it was, she was just trying to get her bangs or whatever. Mm-hmm. At some point there's a turn. And I feel like that moment where she was deemed safe after being in the bottom. Yeah. You watch something in her face click and I feel like this is the moment where we start to see where she is out for blood. And that means that like where she, she's been, she's been shooketh and she is where she is going to do what she needs to do to stay in this competition and be pissed at, uh, pissed at anybody that gets in her way, namely Jinx and Jade. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, now, no, I definitely at mm-hmm. that moment when she kind of, she put, she put her hand up and then she said, and she, she had like her voice almost like, deep in for a second she went i i'm sorry you know like she really she was just like it it was a determined i'm sorry this will not happen which we know it does eventually down the line Mm -hmm. but that she you saw like there was a you're talking about untucked no i'm talking about in the end of the episode when it's when it's her honey and vivian are in the bottom three and she says roxy andrews you're safe oh that is i didn't notice this you said i'm sorry to Vivian? She's, she said, I, I am sorry. She says something like, I'm sorry, or I'm sorry for disappointing you. Or she says it in a way that it is very like, oh, <laughs> this this is this is where, you know, the lady turns kind of thing. So, but here's the, I, the lady will not turn. But let me ask you. The lady will not you, turn. Yeah. But let me ask you this question. I always, that's, you know, when we, we'll talk about this, 
I thought that Roxy was getting a shady edit because it seemed like when she was saying these things that it was just fun shade between drag queens. Now, maybe Vivian was a sensitive one who took it the wrong way, but I didn't feel like Roxy was being mean at all. I think, yeah, I think that that was where, as you, you did something years ago on this show where you played two similar situations. I want to say it was all the all stars too, Mm -hmm. where it was two similar situations between two Queens Mm -hmm. on the same night. Mm -hmm. And you told us to focus on the music versus focus on what was happening. And it's amazing how it kind of led us towards feeling a certain way about things. And I feel like up to this point, the things like you're saying that Roxy had said, it's her just kind of breaking balls. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, but the music that they show, you know, they tried to do the shade rattle. And mm-hmm. I think that because it was getting under Vivian's skin, they played that up more than if she had, if she had said something like that to detox, she could have said the exact same thing in the exact same cadence. And it wouldn't have had that. It wouldn't have had that. They wouldn't have used that music and that kind of styling to, to play that up, play up that drama really well. No, that's true. And it's something I've noticed. Actually, you haven't noticed it in a long time, but I've noticed it with Drag Race UK, particularly with Something Wong. I fell uh-huh. with Something on Drag Race UK. Now, again, you guys are listening to this in summer 2020, so this is months and months and months old, but we're in the middle of Drag Race UK right now. Where Something is talking, and they're like, Dope! you know and you're like okay anything she says even even as valid as it is it's the music tells you how to feel well it's it's the fat person oboe it's the you know (laughs) which uh was my drag name in college (laughs) so i mean think about it whenever they have whenever you know i mean another example of somebody that got the fat person oboe would be like jiggly Mm-hmm. Jiggly used to get the fat part when she didn't know what she was doing or something. They kind yeah. of did that. You know, we see that in movies. We see that in TV shows all the time. Yeah, but Alaska never gets it, you know. Right. The, he- the heroes never get it. All right. All right. The next day, RuPaul enters the workroom in an afro to announce this week's mini challenge. Yeah. For today's mini challenge, I want to turn back time and find out who are the best dancers at RuPaul's Drag Race. It is time to bust some classic moves with a good old-fashioned Soul Train dance-off. All right, next, RuPaul announced this week's Maxi Challenge. For this week's main challenge, you'll be debuting an original American drag ballet. It's called No Rupologies. Ah! Oh, my God. And it tracks the highs and lows of my illustrious career. Think of it as the Black Swan Lake. I gotta be black. (laughs) As the winners of the mini-challenge, Jinx Monsoon and Coco Montrese were named team captains and chose the members of their teams. They broke down as follows. Team Jinx included, obviously, Jinx Monsoon, Ivy Winters, Lanesha Sparks, Alaska, and Jade Jolie. On Team Coco, you had Coco Montrese, Alyssa Edwards, Detox, Honey Mahogany, Roxy Andrews, and Vivian Panay. I almost said Honey Davenport. And Vivian Panay. Uh, Taylor, what were your thoughts on that Soul Train dance-off? By the way, for besides Haley's mom, did anybody get the What's Happening reference? You mean the... Can I say what I think you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if you were waiting for somebody to answer well, in the no. chat room. Um, I'm not I think. The, do you mean the, the dance that he that Rue did when he first came in? Well, not only that, he said, "What's happening?" Oh, <laughs> no, I missed that part. Yeah. So I know that he did the dance like rerun, rerun yeah. used to do when when he would dance. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that the, the right two winners won. Mm-hmm. I th- I was surprised Jinx could do a split. Why? I don't. I just that, that just doesn't. She doesn't strike me as that type of queen that would do a you know do a split or a shablam. Yeah. I, I I was a little impressed with that, and I thought Coco did great, and Coco was was wonderful. My other thought on that was that I thought of all of them because I know they have like ten minutes to get in drag, and a lot of them look like busted. But I thought Lanesha looked really pretty. Mm-hmm. Like Lanesha had a real short afro, yeah. and she she did her hair, she did her makeup up super fast. And where at one point when they're all standing in a line as Rue's announcing the the maxi challenge for the week, 
I thought, oh, she looks she looks pretty she looks pretty great. Well, it's a good way to see who needs a lot of makeup and who doesn't because Detox looked rough. Yeah, Detox looked rough. So did Alyssa's. You know, oh gosh, yeah. yeah. Well, Coco looked rough too. Coco was more focused on her outfit. But then, like Vivian, Vivian was pretty much like she threw on a fur coat. That was it. Yeah, well, that's Vivian Panay for you, right? I think Vivian was relying on that body. No, I think she I, thought that was just going to get her through. I think that's what she always thinks. There's there, there. Look, I will forgive Vivian this, but there are still queens who show up on this show sometimes who think all you have to do is be fishy to win. Which I don't know why they haven't learned their lesson yet, but definitely by season five, they still thought fishy is is the way to go. You know? Oh no, I get that. I understand that. But especially now, like the ones that come, you know, and don't know how to sew, don't yeah. don't know how to even at the very least, you don't have to be able to sew huge gowns, but at least know how to work a sewing machine mm-hmm. is crazy to me. Twelve seasons in, you know, at some point they're going to have some sort of sewing challenge. Well, especially since you have to understand something. The show, you're right, is twelve seasons in, and it's already happened. So this is, this is already too late. But we're going to get to a point where it's almost the entire cast will be, you know, raised by RuPaul's Drag Race. So that means when they started doing drag, maybe at fourteen or fifteen, now they're in their mid twenties. They've been following Drag Race since they were baby drag queens. They should, I mean, if the second they could get a needle or sewing machine in their hands, they should be sewing, 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 taking acting classes, taking improv classes, doing the, everything just, if you, if that's your thing, it's almost like the world's biggest pageant, getting good at something that will make you good at the pageant. Yeah. But at this stage, you can kind of forgive them. Um, Anyway, for everyone who was, except for Haley's mom, that, what's happening was a show in the 70s. Did you watch Mm -hmm. it, Taylor? I used to watch What's Happening. What's Happening used to be on at 5 o'clock, Monday through Friday, on Channel 28, which was the local UHF channel on um, in Philadelphia. Channel Mm -hmm. 29, rather. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And it used to be on. You would watch What's Happening, and then you would watch Happy Days, then Laverne and Shirley, Mm -hmm. and then MASH. And then at some point in the middle of all of that, we would have – we would go – up. my mom would call us up for dinner. We'd eat dinner. Then we'd go back downstairs and – we would that would be but yes i i grew up watching what's happening yeah it, it was about a, a fat black woman played by mabel king mabel king who had a son roger and a, a little girl who was a sassy little black girl named d mm-hmm. and then roger had some teenage friends named rerun and Dwayne. Dwayne, yeah who used I to had come the, in and he would go hey 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 but i used to have the biggest crush on Dwayne. oh I so did that, i <laughs> oh my god i thought Dwayne was so the, cute especially like in the later seasons when he had the real close cut afro like i like all cute. afros of Dwayne. and then when they did what's happening now in the 80s mm-hmm. and he was like the young businessman mm-hmm. he was he was super cute so, do you remember what's happening now? I remember what's happening. I used to watch it because that was a time when I really loved what's happening. You and know? who was on what's happening now? Who's famous now? Oh, I don't know. There's someone who's famous now who's on what's happening now? Regina King. Oh, she was. She she played. I forget who she was, but she was. She was when like lived with Raj and um Anne Marie was the name of his wife mm-hmm. and she I don't know if she was like a cousin or something like that but she was on there and then she eventually went on to two two seven was D on um what's happening now D was D wasn't on as much but and I think that maybe they brought in Regina King's character so that she would so that, like you know kind of take the place of of D hmm. interesting and Shirley we talked we forgot about Shirley Hempel. Mm-hmm. Who was yeah. the waitress? She was at, the waitress at the. Wait, was it called Shirley's or was it? No, she no. was the. Um, she was the, somebody in the chat room. As I just said, Shirley said, "What about Shirley, the waitress? Who was who was also a large black woman yeah. who used to fight with rerun all the time, and they used to make fat jokes at each other that would never be allowed on TV today." <laughs> well, what's funny is Mabel Queen, Mabel Queen, Mabel King quit the show after the first season because she didn't like the the message from the show. Right, and they also the thing was that she was never really on the show. She wasn't on the show. They it was supposed to be about her and her kids, mm-hmm. and eventually it got to be where rerun and Dwayne and Raj got to be the popular ones. Mm-hmm. So they ended up. And then was the theme song. Oh, I don't know. I just remember. 
Henry, Henry Mancini. Oh, really? I didn't yes, know Henry that. Henry Mancini wrote the theme song to What's Happening. Oh, my gosh. Taylor with his What's Happening trivia. Do you remember so, the Doobie Brothers run on What's Happening? Yes, I and mean, rerun brought the brought the, the tape recorder in. Yeah. And he, was, he was dancing in the in the because it wasn't it in like the 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 restaurant that they all used to wasn't he wasn't it there or was it at like a local community center? I feel like it was a local center or the high school, right? Because they because the Doobie Brothers all showed up at the restaurant when when rerun was supposed to bring in the bootleg tape. Yeah, because he was dancing in a trench coat, and then eventually the tape recorder fell out of the trench coat, and yeah. the Doobie Brothers stopped the concert. To teach to re- teach rerun a lesson about you know stealing music, yeah. and then as the guy tried to leave, all the Doobie Brothers came in all the different. Ed- That's like one of my favorite episodes. Of What's happening? <laughs> uh, we're gonna do the same thing we always do, which is we're gonna break it down by team. Team Jinx, Alaska can't dance, and Jinx is worried about being the team captain. During the table visits, we learned that Ivy Winters has worked with Lady Bunny before, and that RuPaul's mother had a really dirty mouth. During the rehearsals with Travis Wall, the contestants are thirsty for the spitting twinks. Jinx shows off her moves. Alaska has trouble getting her moves down, and Lanesha Sparks struggles. During the final performance, Team Jinx played out Act 1 of RuPologies based on the following scenes. Now, I have them right here, Taylor. I'm going to talk about them. We can talk about each one, okay? And uh, so they did Act 1. And Act 1 for Team Jinx, the scene 1 was A Star is Born, and that's just Alaska with the little baby doll. Then yeah. you have the it's called act scene two is called Supreme Inspiration, and that's Jay Jolie and Lanesha Sparks as a young RuPaul and uh, Diana Ross. And then finally you have Party Monster, which I believe is nineties RuPaul, right? Oh no, not eighties yeah, like eighties g- gender fuck RuPaul with Ivy Winters as Lady Bunny and Jinx Monsoon. Um did you have any particular thoughts on any of those three scenes, Taylor? Well, I guess the one thing that really kind of stuck out to me was how do you not know who Diana Ross is? You're not born in this country. Okay, but she's born in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico has to know who Diana Ross is. Diana Ross was a huge cultural impact on gay culture. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I that, that just really surprised me that she did, that she didn't seem to have any idea who who Diana Ross was and what Diana Ross, especially what Diana Ross means to RuPaul. Yeah. You know, I, th- that being said, that scene in particular, that that moment with between her, uh, Lanesha and Jade, I thought in the right hands could have actually been a very sweet moment as far as in that, as far as the whole idea of where Lanesha picks up Jade and they dance a little bit and that kind of thing. Had it been the right um, emotions in it, you know, that mm-hmm. that could have that could have been a really that could have been a really sweet moment. Um that was really the only thing I had to say about any of any that, of those that, scenes. That's sort of the problem with this episode is there's not really a lot to say. Yeah, this episode. there's not a. T- I, I don't. I, I've been. I've been purposely taking notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I watch it, and this time, this is probably the least amount of notes I've taken I so far like this season. This season, it's a great season, but I think it has a slow burn. I, I think you and I have yes. talked about this already. Is that is a slow burn, and then I think we're almost there. I think maybe it starts with "Can I Get an Amen?" all the way through almost the end where it's just amazing episode after amazing episode after amazing episode. Oh no. I think even the end is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. I think, I think the last, you know, when, when they do the final challenge, yeah. when they do the video, I, you know, I remember Roxy has a meltdown at one point about that. So mm-hmm. that's, I think, I think it's going to be, yeah, you're right. This, we have to get rid of who's left to get rid of. Really? You got Lanesha mm-hmm. and well, Jade. Jade goes home during, can I get an amen? Jade goes home during Can I Get an Amen? I think so, right? Okay, so then that that really leaves the key players at that point. Yeah. Right? Is there anybody really left after that that's not a filler queen? Let me see. You're going to have... Well, you have Ivy. She's not. Jinx Monsoon. No, clearly. Alyssa. Vivian. Oh, we're getting rid of... We got rid of Vivian today. Honey got rid of Roxy. Um, Yeah. I think I think we've only got one or two more, and then the season starts to get really good. Not yeah. that I'm not enjoying the season. Don't don't. Yeah, get, once you get, get rid wrong. of Lanesha and Jade, uh, then it's yeah, it's when you're getting down to the wire. You're right. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, I want to talk about, because this happens in both scenes with uh, Jinx Monsoon's team and Coco Montrese's team. Is when they walk into the main stage to do the rehearsals. Why are the two twinks spinning? Because I think it's just one of those that it's it's 
So that way they're not just standing there. It's supposed to show how impressed we are that, that they're that they're not just a couple of twinks, that they actually have talent. I believe they have talent. They're very good choreographers now that we've seen the, the breath of who comes in. Anyway, it's like they're spinning twinks. But are we supposed to be like, oh, my God, they're just always spinning and dancing at all times. They just no, can't I think sit it's still. just to show, who the, you know, look, look, dancers, look, yeah. choreographers. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was super weird. Um, okay. Uh, anything else? But that's all, there, that's all there really is to talk about with Team Jinx. All right. Team Coco. Coco thinks it will be a good idea to cast herself and Alyssa as good and evil Rue, respectively. Vivian doesn't like Roxy's energy and thinks the girls are underestimating her. During the table visit with Rue, Honey has never played Diana Ross before, and Viv addresses the fact that she is constantly critiqued for not playing herself. Along the way, Roxy is throwing some shade at Vivian, and during the rehearsal with Travis Wall, Alyssa and Coco are holding back. Detox is upset about Honey's performance, and Vivian is disappointed because Roxy continues to want all of the attention. During the final performance, Team Coco played out Act 2 of RuPaulogies based on the following scenes. And what you have here in Act 2 is uh, scene 1 is called Ru versus Ru. That's Coco versus Alyssa. You have Supermodel of, of the World. That's with 90s RuPaul with Detox and Honey. And that's and Honey playing Diana Ross. And then all of my legendary children with Roxy Andrews and Vivian Panay as the, super, as the America's Next Drag Superstar. Taylor, your thoughts on any of those scenes? Well, okay. I'd like to kind of go back a little bit to the beginnings of Team Coco, where Coco picked Alyssa. Okay. I thought that was a smart fucking move. I think that that is something where that shows why Coco is Coco and that she was able to look, you know, because a couple of things. One, she recognizes the talent that Alyssa has. And she even talks about that in Untucked, where she says, I know you all know we have problems, but she's she's amazing. She is absolutely amazing at this and should be the winner. Mm -hmm. But I think that it, you know, when she says at one point, this could either go really well or this is going to go really bad. I think she knew either way it was going to go really well because it was guaranteed camera time Mm -hmm. for the two of them. Because if it was where they were constantly fighting and sniping, that would have been guaranteed, you know, they would have, they would have been on camera a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it, it goes back to that theory that I have that I think that they were both kind of in on it in the beginning because there are scenes with Jade where she's trying to talk to Jade before the actual performance and Jade just kind of walks past her and her and Alyssa look at each other and laugh. Like did the whole, like, you just saw that, right? And to which Alyssa's like, yeah, I just saw it. I, there's no, there's no animosity between the two of them. So, I mean, kind of speaking to what you said as far as something you like, that you like the fact that it wasn't focused on the Alyssa Coco stuff like it could have been. I, there's part of me that just kind of calls shade on the whole thing. You know what? To kind of, I don't know if I believe it or not, but to kind of lend credence, um, when Alyssa wins and goes back to the back of the stage, Coco congratulates. She stands next to Coco and Coco, like, basically, not in Hugger, but like, it's like, oh, congratulations. Yeah. Like, they almost like give a high five kind of thing to each other. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Have they, have they ever said that that was true? That's true or no? No, they've never said that. And I don't know. But um, the, I, I thought that, I, I thought that Alyssa and Coco were great as far as dancing goes. Mm-hmm. I thought they were amazing. I mean, that, that, that moment of where, I mean, <laughs> the stuff before where Alyssa makes the crazy faces in the mirror, that just kind of speaks to the delusion of Alyssa Edwards and that she's on a completely different plane of reality. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that moment where Alyssa looks up for the first time and her hair's all slicked back and everything, that's kind of an iconic moment from the show. Mm-hmm. That that one shot of that, that's something that I remember when I think about season five is her looking up and do, and doing that look. Mm-hmm. So, but I thought as far as their dancing goes, I thought their dancing was great. I thought that, uh, Ivy and Jinx were, that was, was that? No, that wasn't, uh, that wasn't part no, of that. Was, that was party monster. No, what you're talking about is detox and honey. Yeah, no, I thought that, uh, detox and honey. I actually thought like, you know, when they were rehearsing, I thought detox was the shitty one. I thought honey yeah, was doing I agree better. with you. I agree with you. I don't so, think Detox was much better than Honey. Yeah, no, I I think that was just talking shit. I think they um, knew what they wanted to do because uh, also Vivian wasn't that bad. Like, what did they want no, her to I, do as supermodel? I mean, America's Next Drag America's Next Drag Super Monster. No, that's yeah. Dragon. <laughs> America's Next Drag Superstar. What, okay, let me do that again. What did, what did they want her to do as America's Next Drag Superstar? I don't know. I don't know, but I mean, I thought that she did. Okay, I mean, but you've also got Alyssa in like a silver lame 
swimsuit standing behind her looking all crazy. So maybe that's why the focus was on her versus mm-hmm. Vivian. I mean, Vivian was just kind of a pretty queen in a red dress. All right. It's elimination day and the girls are getting ready for the runway. Alaska's worried about her performance. Honey talks about her coming out process. Her parents, by the way, her parents sent her way to Africa. And by the way, and no one asks, well, the editors don't show anyone asking any follow-up questions. It's just like, I went to Africa. Oh, really? My dad didn't pay attention to me when I was dancing. And you're like, no one's having <laughs> questions about that? Alyssa wishes her dad would have been more supportive, and Coco feels badly for not picking Jade right away. Uh, Coco and Jade have a conversation about it, and then Jade walks away in a huff. Finally, everyone talks about Alyssa and the faces that she makes. Any thoughts on this Elimination Day Tale of the Latte Boy? Not really. I mean, I think that the the way that Jade was acting when Coco went up to her, and also we saw the other side of that, you know, where Jinx had a conversation with her and untucked, just sort of shows that immaturity that she kind of that whole pity party. Mm-hmm. Woe is me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she hasn't been that strong of a queen and she has questionable taste. Mm-hmm. I don't know that she would be one of the first ones on my team either. Mm-hmm. So I, what in, in untucked jinx says the, you seemed like you really wanted to be on Coco's team. And that's why I didn't, I didn't um, pick you. That kind of feels like a cop out, but mm-hmm. whatever, you know, which is funny because Jay wasn't bad on this. I mean, I, there are certain people that I don't understand why they get a bad look. Jade has questionable fashion choices, but on any of the challenges, is she bad so far? I think she, I think it's not even so much that she's bad. I think she's just sort of in the middle. Yeah, she hasn't really done. And I mean, she's had one look that I could think of from. Uh, one of the runways that where she did the the lion tamer or the ringleader, mm-hmm. um, not the ringleader, the ringmaster um, look that I really liked. But otherwise, everything about her, she, she's sort of one of those queens that we talked about at the beginning of the season that I totally forgot was on this season. Oh, really? Yeah. And even even like when like she when they show them all walking in every time that we wa- that we're watching a new episode, I kind of go, oh, yeah, she's still here. Mm hmm. You know, let me tell you, this double elimination is the best thing that ever happened to Vivian Panay. Because had she not been part of this, no one would remember her. I don't think anyone remembers her now, Taylor. Well, that's what I'm saying as far as that. But when we talk about the only reason that I remember now is if we talk about the double eliminations or the double Mm -hmm. um, Shantae, you both stays Mm -hmm. is because you remember the first one was the two of them Mm -hmm. was her and Honey. Hmm. Uh, All right, let's move on. It's time for the looks. Category is Divalicious. Taylor Latte Boy. What what were some of your favorite looks, some of your least favorite looks? What what, what do we got for us today? I had four favorite looks and three least favorite looks. My favorite looks were Ivy, who was kind of done up in a Victor Victoria type outfit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I liked um, Coco, who was in a silvery pink, and she was covered in glitter, which I didn't realize until she was in Untucked, and then she looked like she was just sort of hose down with a glitter hose mm-hmm. um i loved detox look of sort of the balloony blue um outfit where she had her hair with the big bangs with the blue streak in it and even though she was in the bottom i loved roxy's look i love i love me a curvy roxy and with the um geometric kind of jewel tone rainbowy print type thing with the high collar and the theme seemed to be like a couple of the queens all had blue lips Blue or green lips, which was this was probably one of the first time I saw this, and those I just thought they looked awesome. Mm-hmm. So, and who were the ones you didn't uh, like? Oh, sorry. The, the the ones the ones I did not like where I did not like Vivian's look. I thought it was very pedestrian and very mm-hmm. boring. Um, I did not like Jade's look, uh, and I didn't like Honey's caftan. Oh, okay. Very they all well, three no. of the, the the theme I would have for all three of those would be lazy. They all looked like very lazy outfits. But let me ask you this question. I'm asking you this right now as, a, as an expert on looks. Yes. Was the sin of Honey's caftan, was that the look itself or that she had done that look so many times already? I would say that she had done that look so many times because the previous two weeks they hadn't really made comments about it, or at least the second week mm-hmm. they hadn't made comments about it. And that one really did look like a bedspread. When you go back and look at it, 
it was not good. I remember liking, even when we saw it a couple weeks ago, I remember liking Honey's first look, the sheer mm-hmm. caftan. But when you watch, and she also kind of does this weird stomping walk mm-hmm. where she looks like she doesn't know how to walk in heels. Yeah. But the the bra or chest plate in the first look was moving independently of her body. Yeah, and yeah, then that yeah, was, yeah. I kept noticing then that. That was just distracting of where then I was like, oh, okay, well, now I can't take my eyes off of that. I but almost I think wonder I think, if the breast, if the breast plate was a necklace. And so when she was walking, it would say... As she's moving, the, the necklace are the same stationary. Oh, I don't even think it was a necklace. I think it was where it was just sort of a halter, a padded halter top. Oh. That the way she had it, it just wasn't moving. It wasn't, it was because it wasn't connected to her chest in some way. Mm-hmm. It was moving, it was moving independently. Either way, I think the, the thing there was that it was, you know, calf dance. We've seen other queens that come with the same silhouette every week um i think i feel like naomi kind of went through a period of that mm-hmm. i'm trying to think of somebody else that they kept talking about that she had the same yeah, courtney courtney doing the the kind of the bathing suits or the mm-hmm. skimpy little outfits every week mm-hmm. um, um what's her name uh, uh oh uh vanessa yeah vanessa Vangie Vangie. yeah 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 it's the same it's the I same mean, things I, I, I love that. That's the sound I made. And knew exactly who I was talking about. <laughs> the only queen that gargled glass before she started her season. Yeah. Uh, all right. Back on the main stage during the judges panel, Alyssa Edwards, Jinx Monsoon, Ivy Winters, v- Vivian Panay, Honey Mahogany, and Roxy Andrews were asked to stay on the stage. Everyone else was sent backstage. Alyssa, Jinx, and Ivy got positive reviews, while the remaining queens got negative reviews. Before they were sent backstage, Rue asked who should go home and why. Everyone sl- stated Vivian or Honey, except for Alyssa, who said Jay Jalee should go home. Later, Alyssa Edwards was named the winner of the challenge, while Vivian Panay and Honey Mahogany were placed in the bottom two. This forced them to go head-to-head in a lip-sync battle for their lives. The song, Oops, I Did It Again by Britney Spears. In the end, the energy wasn't there for the queens, and for the first time in Drag Race history, both Vivian Panay and Honey Mahogany were asked to sashay away. Taylor, any final thoughts on the episode? I remember being underwhelmed when I watched that lip sync. Mm -hmm. And I guess going into it this time, I knew to be underwhelmed. I didn't realize just how underwhelmed I was until you watch it a second time. It is by far one of the worst lip syncs on the show. (laughs) I mean, they are both just talk about a song that involves at the very least kind of dropping to your knees at least once and kind of whipping your hair around and stuff. There was, they just kind of were both walking around and not, uh, not giving anything. I think at that point, Vivian had just completely given up. She knew she was done. Yeah. And I think she just figured, well, I'm just going to kind of coast through this. You sort of felt honey giving a little bit more, but if Vivian was at 25%, honey was at maybe 35 and that's being generous. So they both deserve to go home for that. But here's and the- I think it was good that it's it's sort of set a fire under the other queens there to realize that this could happen and that, that both of them could go home. Now, that's true. But the one thing I'll disagree with you on is, is it really one of the worst lip sync sailor? Because now, once again, just to remind you, we are recording this in the fall of 2019. You are listening to this in the summer of 2020. I'm sure a lot has happened between then. But from what we're seeing right now in Drag Race UK, this is the standard issue lip sync for Drag Race UK. Well, okay. And I would agree with you on that. This was the first really bad one. How about that? Um, I think that also you have Queens. The difference is the what they all say in the Drag Race UK is that they are all used to singing versus lip syncing. But what does that mean? I don't get that. I mean, I know what it means, but like, I'm just well, saying because, like- you, because then you, you are not trying to embody another person's song you know, or another person's vocal stylings, you are embodying, embodying your own. And you also don't get the choice of what you're doing in your catalog. You know, or you, whereas, you know, if you have a cab, if you're doing a drag cabaret show, you probably have a list of like 35 to 40 songs that you pick from. And you know how that, you know, your movings and stuff like that versus, you know, your movings. Good Lord. You know, you know what you're, what you're expecting versus the song that maybe Honey and Vivian don't normally do a Britney Spears song. The other thing is Honey talks about the fact that she is a singer versus... So she is similar to the Drag Race UK girls in that 
So that makes sense that maybe she wouldn't be as good at lip syncing as maybe mm-hmm. some of the other girls do. Mm-hmm. It's still not an excuse. Again, this is five seasons in. They know they have to lip sync. You should be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. But I, I still, it's still definitely, as far as, you know, um, Drag Race proper, Yeah, it's definitely one of the worst. Uh, I would say this is worse than... Uh, now that I just said that, I don't know. I'm trying to think of this is worse than I will survive. I have to rewatch it, but I'm going to tell you something. I was rewatching it with that critical eye, knowing that this is the first double sachet. And I'm going to say, I didn't think Honey was that bad for a double sachet. I'm not saying she was good. I'm saying, uh, did, was it worthy of a double sachet? I think at that point it was, well, okay. If it was one of the queens, if it was Jinx up there mm-hmm. doing that and doing that at the same level that Honey was doing it, I think you would have had a where Vin- Vivian would have been the only to go home. But I feel like Rue couldn't see either of those girls really being the winner of the season yeah. and probably figured, well, this I can mix things up a little bit. Yeah. You know, this this will get people talking about the show if I if I send both of them home. Yeah. You know, an example of that would be when you think about Nina versus um who did Nina go up against? Nina, which Nina? Nina West. I don't know. Which when, when she when she got the meh Cameron Michaels? No. No. Somebody somebody in the chat room will tell us who Nina went up against. Um and I think that because whoever it was that she sent Nina home because she realized the other person had the opportunity to go further. Mm-hmm. So I think that I, I, I just think that she kind of saw that as a, I, I'm I, why, why am I wasting my time with this? Interesting. Yeah. And I don't think it was planned because then they later do a double Shantae. Right. Uh, I think to make up for the, the loss of the person. Right. Uh, of the extra person. All right. Oh God, we've got that episode. Uh is that about it? Wait, do you like this season? I do like this season. I there's certain moments that I don't like, and the moment in that is the whole mm-hmm. we get to choose our family, where she does the weird the voice cracking. Yeah, That's yeah, the yeah, yeah. You know, I I appreciate the breaking down of Roxy Andrews when mm-hmm. she's talking about that. This is the bus stop. Yeah, but I, I, uh, which I also don't think that's that great of a lip sync either. But that, whatever. Um, yeah, no, I do like the season. I'm enjoying the season. I'm enjoying doing the season with you. Sorry, everyone should know. Sorry, I was a little low energy today. One, I'm a little tired for some reason. And two, there were some stomach issues going on. That's why I texted Taylor earlier. I go, there might be an emergency today. So, well, we all got through the entire episode and you didn't need to let anybody know that. Look, I like to be honest with my fans, Taylor. And by the time, you know, only a certain select, very exclusive set of people get to hear it right now and then. By the time everybody, by the time everybody else hears this, it'll be summer twenty twenty. I'll be yes, well on my way to health by then. And well, I'm not unhealthy yes. right now. Well, I'm unhealthy. You know what I mean. Oh, uh, but you know this this episode is just again, like I said, it's, it's part of the slow burn. There's not much to it. It's not a bad episode. It's a good episode. I what would yeah. grade? What grade would you give it, Taylor? I would give this a B minus. I'm in this. I'm on the same page as you. I was going to say yeah. B. It's a soft B minus. But it's a B minus. Yeah, it's it's a it's a if a, if a C is what seventy nine to seventy. Yeah. No, no, it, no. Well, no. Are you doing just a flat C? Uh, it, it is. It is a. Yeah. What's a, what's a flat C? Isn't a flat C like? Uh, I think like I want to say like seventy seven to seventy four. With a C, oh, with I a, think, with no, a C I plus think, okay, being the way, a seventy eight to eighty two. The way it was in our school was a hundred, uh, an A was a hundred to a ninety three, a B was ninety two to eighty five, a C was eighty four to seventy seven, a D was seventy seven to seventy, and then an F was anything below oh, no, seventy. No, no, no. I feel like in my school it was, I mean, we were more specific, but ninety five to a hundred was, no, no, no. I'm sorry, ninety eight to a hundred was an A plus. Okay. Ninety. Two to ninety-five was an A minus, ninety-five, ninety-eight, and A. Okay. Then you had eighty-eight to ninety-two is a B plus. 
Then you have like 80, I want to say like 85 to 88 was a B. Then you have mm-hmm. like 82 to 85 is a B minus. 78 80, to 82. 82 to 80, you mean, is a B no, minus. No, no, 82 to 85. And then uh, 78 to 82 was a C plus, I want to say. With like a 77 through a 74 is a C. A 70 through a 73 is a C minus. And then... And then you get, uh, then it gets shady after that to like, but definitely 65 and below was an F. Yeah. You so, know, but well, I would give this one whatever the lowest B minus score is. Like an 83. Yeah. Oh, really? I would give this an 84. It's on okay. its, it's on its way to B. Mm, okay. Okay. I, 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 I respectfully disagree with that one point. All right. Well, there you go. Because, well, you know, point systems around here at Drag Race are very important to the vernacular. I like you points. Know, Look, we, you know, we don't do it that much on this show, but the Pit Crew, my show where straight guys, you know, score RuPaul's, it's all about points. It's about points, points, points. Anyway. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 5. So, for Taylor the Latte Boy and myself, sashay away until next week. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dragracerecap. Our Instagram account is managed by Stephen Starling. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dragracerecap. If you want access to more Drag Race content and other Afterthought Media shows, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Taylor the Latte Boy on Twitter and Instagram at P-I-M-C-Taylor. Follow Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. The theme song was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. This podcast was made possible by the following exclusive tier Patreon supporters. Nicholas Springham, Katie Whitmire, April Pacheco, Dean UK, Melissa Payton, Nikki Baker, Devin McKay, The State of Bree, Robert NYC, Rachel J, AJ Norris, Richard C, Common Cool, Humble Pie, J. Thomas Plank, Luke Stamen, Sermet Smith, Travis Potter, Jesse Harris, John J, Jimmy Kilbasa, Pedro SF, Ginger Biscuit, Jesse Lozano, Parker Elliott, Lauren Eckert, Jordan Darling, Haley Sklans and her mom, Sandy Romero's Ruiz, and Eve A. Adams. RuPaul's Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast.